Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Rolling with Disadvantage, the D&D podcast where we won't be playing D&D. Oh my god, you couldn't have known, but I'm your host, Tyler. And I'm your co-host, Till. Happy Christmas Eve, everyone. Happy whatever you celebrate, and if you don't celebrate anything, happy Thursday. Even if you are not a Christian, I am not a Christian, I appreciate the theoretical abstract concept that is christmas goodwill on earth fun wintry vibes right winter solstice celebration gift giving cheer i dig those things Mm -hmm. i like those things Mm -hmm. now i don't think that jesus as a person was born on december 25th nope i think that's a silly reason to celebrate anyways but america has done a great job of bastardizing christmas anyways and so I think it's holiday. safe to say Merry Christmas Eve, everybody. Uh, you know, I think Hanukkah. Wait, when did Hanukkah start? Uh, week ago. Like it started week. on. Oh yeah, you know what? It ended last week. Oh well. When this well, if this is coming? No out wait, no, I've been right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It ended the week before. So happy belated Hanukkah. Everybody. Oh, we should have wished Happy Hanukkah last episode. Uh, you know. Happy holidays, everybody. The war on Happy Christmas. Happy holidays. I like Christmas music. Big fan. I just do. I like it. You know what I like? What's that? Chris Pine in Dungeons and Dragons movie. So, right. Last week, we mentioned, because uh, it was going around on Twitter, Paramount is in talks to make a D&D movie with one Christopher Pine, the yep. C-tier of white Chris actors. Thoughts? I'm trying to think if I'm still putting Pratt ahead of him. I think I think Pine might be number two in my book, actually. He really? might be the B nowadays. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I put Hemsworth, I mean, Hemsworth. top yeah. S yeah. tier. Uh, top like, tier. So, like right. yeah, so far above all the other Chris's. Uh, Chris Evans gets the, gets the nod Ooh, for me. See, Chris Evans is like number four for me. I'm not a huge Evans fan. And then I slide Pine in, and uh-huh. then Chris Pratt's bottom tier Chris for me. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I don't really like Chris Pratt. Okay, and you would and you would swap that all around except for Hemsworth. No, no, no. Hemsworth, Hemsworth, um, Pine, Pine, Pratt. Evans. Yeah. So you you mix up the whole bottom. Order. Okay. Yeah. Well, fuck you. There's, <laughs> no, there's other Chris too. Chris rocks somewhere in there. No, he's not. He's a stand-up he's, comedian. He's not really an actor. He's not. He's not he, a white Chris whoa. actor. I'm doing this. Is a white Chris oh, actor. Oh, 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 yeah. oh! I see it. It's got to be white guys. Okay, I got you. You want to do black Chris's too? Well, I mean, Rock and Tucker. It's not hard. <laughs> I mean, but, if we combine all of the uh, Chris's of all, uh, the the point of doing the white Chris list is that they're all the same. They're interchangeable, basically. Okay, but what about Chris Elliott? Where's he fall on your Chris list? Chris Elliott. Yeah. Who is Chris Elliott? Chris Elliott uh, is a is a funny man. Does oh. uh, he was in Groundhog's Day, yeah. Shit's Creek, literally scary movie too. Literally couldn't care any less. Oh man, what about Chris O'Donnell? Robin, baby, where's Robin, Robin in all this? No, I would, I would put him up higher, except for the fact that NCIS is such a stupid ooh, fucking show. Ooh, don't let my parents hear that; they are. Every parent is a huge fan of that show. Well, I think that, that's well, just okay. standard. Some parents are a fan of NCIS, but he's on NCIS like Miami, LA. or something. He's LA, on LA, which it's like F tier. <laughs> you no, know, he's is, on there with LL Cool J. Thank you very it's much. It's a mistake for both of them. Jiggity, check yourself, no, sir. No, so Chris O'Donnell gets the bottom tier of Chris's. Whoa, I even don't know, below Chris 
You can um, blow Chris Elliott that you don't even know? No, uh, Chris Pratt. Oh, okay. Chris Elliott's not even on the list. I don't care. Hey, now. Uh, so, <laughs> we're talking about Chris Pratt in a Dungeons & Dragons Pine, Chris Pine, Chris Pine. Oh, yeah, sure. Whatever. Like I said, they're interchangeable. So, the fact that Chris Pine is there doesn't matter. He is just, he's stand-in for attractive white male lead. So, I think what's good about Chris Pine is that he is extremely 100% non-offensive to anyone. Correct. He's... He, he, no one's going to be mad that he is in a role in a movie. That's how Star Trek did it. He was great in that. I actually loved the first Star Trek remake. Loved it. Fantastic film. So good. Um, I I like um, uh, what's his name, Spock. Um, oh yeah. Wait, Carl don't Urban. tell me. Oh, sorry, name I just did. I, is I just said it. I didn't hear it. Oh wait, did you say Spock or Bones? Spock. Oh. Um. Oh, I said Bones is wait. Name. Oh God! I can can't. I say it now? Yeah, tell me. Zachary Quinto. Zachary Quinto. All I can think of is that Billy on the Street bit. Zachary it's, Quinto. It's Spock, good Pittsburgh dude. boy. I love Zachary Quinto. I think he should be in more things. Um, he was in Heroes. Great. Yes. American Horror so, Story. Oh yeah. Great. You he know. Was so good at Siler. Oh. So good. Mm. Uh, so yeah, Chris Pine. He should. He will be a fine male lead. We talked about this in our group chat. D and D movie should be what? So. I everyone was very it's going to be bad I'm like no it can be good it just has to be a very specific story about a very specific person yes which and is part of the D D C U. yes yes D C U. because D D as a as a concept as a game it's just our imagination what are you making a movie about why is it even called a D D movie if it just is a fantasy sword and sorcery movie right mm-hmm. so it should be you know, a story about a D&D Forgotten Realms hero. Yep. That then expands into other Forgotten Realms heroes. So, um, obviously, the one thing that I'm happy about is that the first movie they're making is not a Drist movie. And if it is, and Chris Pine is in it as Drist, we're going to have issues. Well, blackface is a problem. Yeah. So, yeah, I was thinking about that yesterday. I was standing there, you know, with my dog outside, like, how are you going to make a Drist movie? So, you know, my question is, you know, What's Chris Pine going to do? My, I, I think that you're worried about, and I am, you know, because of the Pine announcement, worried about them just making a generic D&D movie like they've tried and failed to do in the past. Yes. It, sh- it should be the stories that exist. There's, there's already a lot of good stories. Use those. Don't just make a new one for no reason. Exactly. Okay. We wanted to talk about it last week, but we didn't have time for it. Here we are now. We have two great classes to talk about today. That's sarcasm. We have everybody. one great <laughs> class to talk about today and one that has as many new optional class features as it does subclass features. So we're talking about Rangers and Rogues, right? Yes. The whole goal, as you can tell, when looking at the optional class features of the Ranger in Tasha's College of Everything, is somebody sat down and said, can we make Rangers good with these additional features? <laughs> and the answer is mm, kind of no, probably not better 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 right yes def- with this they, they are definitely trying to fix the sins of the past that's what i put correct first one deft explorer so the thing that i will say for almost all of these that you'll see that you don't really see in the other classes it explains that it replaces something yes instead of just being additional yes so this replaces natural explorer Level one, expertise and a skill. That's cool. fine. Cool. Level six, five foot speed increase. Fine. And you gain a climbing and swim speed. That's great. Excellent. Level 10 is so good. 
Level 10, what's your proficiency bonus at level 10? Three? Four? Three or four? Is it four at that point? Yeah. I never remember. But that's relevant. That's not what makes it so good. You get temporary hit points equal to 1d8 plus your wisdom modifier a couple times, whatever. That doesn't matter. Four times. Great. What matters is that in addition, whenever you finish a short rest, just a short rest, your exhaustion level, if any, is decreased by one. Right. So you can go real hard. You can force march your ass off. But just you. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Fuck everyone else. I'm a ranger. I know. There's no. I wish there was a feature that could benefit from this. Like a barbarian. If I was multi-class into a barbarian. Yeah, right? Then Dude, I could I think... short rest my exhaustions away. Oh, wait, I didn't even think about that. That's brilliant. I mean, I don't know if it's good, but it's possible. If No, like a frenzied barbarian ranger. That's beautiful. Two, fight, two, hit, two up and fighting. Yeah. Exactly. That that could be badass, dude. I don't know. You already get the bonus action extra attack with the frenzy rage, so you don't need the two up and fighting. So you get fighting styles. Um, favored foe replaces favored enemy, and works with the foe slayer feature. Yes. So it just it's extra damage to your favorite enemy. So if you're choosing single target enemies, this is your thing. Yeah. Because it does an extra D four. Yeah. So this D4, is D six, D eight levels. Yeah, it gets better, but starting at a D four, it does. If you're targeting one thing at a time, this is great. I think this is a fantastic replacement of favorite enemy. Yeah, especially like if you have those big favorite enemies like dragons or giants and the like where there's usually just one at a time. Right, exactly, and they have a lot of hit points. You need to take them down. Mm -hmm. uh, additional ranger spells. I was actually super surprised that most of these weren't already ranger abilities. So Entangle feels like a ranger one. Yeah. Gust of Wind feels like a ranger one. Enhance ability absolutely feels like a ranger thing. Um, now there's one on here that's really exciting. They get Revivify. Oh, I was going to say Greater Restoration. But yeah, Revivify is cool too. But again, uh, it's a third level spell. As a ranger, you get that when? Like level 10 or it's 11 like, or yeah, something. Yeah, it's pretty high. I'm just gonna, I can never remember, honestly. Third level spells show up at level 9. Yeah. So it's a little behind the curve, um, but it's great to finally have access to, yeah, Greater Restoration, Revivify, mm -hmm. um, those things. Again, rangers, you're not picking a ranger because they're spells, though, right? No, not at all. You're picking them because they're fighting styles. Well, actually, no. No, you're not. It's just the next thing on the list. But they do have blind fighting, which is always good. Blind fighting and is they have thrown weapon thrown fighting. Thrown weapon fighting. I already talked about it with the fighter. If you want, you can go back and listen to that. The one that they get, just like the paladin last week. Yep. Druidic warrior. Cantrips. Ranger cantrips. Now, this, yeah. this actually makes the ranger, this is the step towards making the ranger better. Yeah. Having cantrips, right? I mean, so I'm taking what? What do you think? Like thorn whip? So let's look at the druid spell list, if I may, really quick. And I'm going to filter the cantrips. I should have had this open beforehand. Apologies to the listeners. Uh, druid cantrips are... Infestation. Create bonfire. Uh, create bonfire is a good one. That's Always a great good. one, right? Drop yeah. a fire. Um, you could do guidance if you care. Uh, poison spray. Okay. Uh, melee shillelagh. Ah, I love shillelagh. shillelagh uh, thorn whip, like you said. Uh, magic stone, I think, gives you what? A rock you can hit people with? Yeah, but the magic stone doesn't level up, which sucks. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Mm. It's always a D8 plus your modifier. Yeah, so there's a couple on here that are that are obviously standouts. I think create bonfire is really the big one. Mm -hmm. It's frostbite, I, I would frostbite? Yeah, frostbite? I would always look at uh, ones that don't require... Any kind of save or anything, because as a ranger, your spell save is not going to be great. 
Frostbite's a good one. If you yeah, it has a saving throw, but Frostbite's a good one. Uh, Guidance is an ability check. Eh, I don't care. Poison spray is a save, right? Constitution saving throw, though. Yeah, same with like Bonfire is the deck save. So that's why I like Thorn Whip. It's it's you having to hit somebody, and then you drag them to you, which is nice. Same thing with Shillelagh. Yep. And uh, I think I think Resistance is a big one because you can essentially bless somebody for a saving throw. Yeah, exactly. So there's a couple on there. It's like what, it could, suddenly this ranger gets more abilities. But am I really giving up two weapon fighting or no. archery for no, this? You're not. No, that's I'm the not. thing. You're definitely not. So um, spellcasting focus. Nobody cares. Uh, okay, I, I actually thought that they already had this, so I was kind of surprised when I saw it. I'm like, oh, shows how much I do with a ranger. Their spell materials are so limited, anyways, that it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Primal awareness replaces primeval awareness. You know, it's fine. I actually, I actually like primeval awareness more than this. I was thinking this is better. I, I mean, this is good. I like that it expands the spell list, gives you free uses of spells, and the spells are pretty good. But the problem is that the really good ones don't come till that's true. Much, at, much later on. At lower levels, primeval awareness way better to be able to detect things, right? Yes, exactly. At higher levels, when you have all these options, this is so much more versatile. Agree. To say, really agree with that. You know, I'm, I'm at 13th level. Suddenly, I can locate creature or speak with plants or be sense or speak with animals instead of just detecting beasts, you know? Yes. Or whatever. Yes. whatever primary favorite enemies. Favorite. You detect your favorite enemies. Yeah. Um, so I think you're right. Low levels, other ones better. High levels, this is just so much more diverse. So I think this is, again, this is a great attempt to make the ranger a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, martial versatility. The horse talking. is dead and we have beaten it. Holy Move shit. On. What? I wrote. For martial versatility, how many times yeah. can we beat this dead horse? There it is. I put this horse is officially dead and beaten. Wow. Uh, nature's Veil. This is better, right? So much better. This is so much better. Oh my god, better. Instead of bonus on being bonus on your hiding, you're invisible. You're invisible. It's just like the fur bowl racial ability. Yes. This is this is obviously a dramatic improvement. This is what it should have been. The, again, this is a great attempt to make the ranger playable. As soon as I read that, I'm like, I need to make a Furbolg ranger. Yeah. Number of times equal to your proficiency bonus. Again, at level 10, your proficiency bonus is four um, on a long rest. So mm-hmm. four invisibles. Yeah. Until the start of your next turn, though. So it's kind of short. Yeah. It, same, it's, that's the Furbolg ability. You get it for a round. So it's a good get-out-of-jail-free card. Uh, or sneak up on somebody very quickly or sneak into jail and stab somebody oh yeah if i'm gonna be evil and steal shit yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. or i'm not stealing shit in one round i'm killing somebody I'm gonna steal shit. Okay. uh ranger archetypes so the one thing that I, now give me one second because i think we're skipping over something that's a bit important with that invisibility uh no 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 it doesn't end if you attack or cast a spell Invisible until the start of your next turn. Yeah. So you can run in, stab somebody real hard, and leave, and they won't see you. That's true. If you got the speed for it. Yeah. So multi-class rogue, 10th level ranger, multi-class rogue. Or tabaxi ranger. Uh-huh. Now see, 10th level ranger, multi-class barbarian, mm-hmm. rage, invisible, <laughs> runs in, <laughs> hits somebody, <laughs> Short rest, gets rid of the exhaustion. Done. <laughs> oh, man, that's just funny. Uh, so I think, did they make the ranger good? No. Did they make it playable? Kind of. Better. Better right. is, is, I think, 
that was the mark and they hit it. Yes. So I, I appreciate again, you said it so many optional class features. They might as well have reprinted the Ranger. They will never. Uh, Fay Wanderer is the first archetype. So my initial note for this, and we'll get into it here in a second, but great early level abilities, but it really tapers off at higher levels. I would agree with this. Okay. All right, let's get into it. Because Dreadful Strikes, it's, it's, uh, hold on, I'm going to go to it so I can say it. You can augment your weapon strikes. When you hit, you can deal an extra D4 of Psychic. This gets better eventually to the target, which can take this extra damage only once per turn. Notice that's different than a lot of abilities that say you can only deal this damage once per turn. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say that. Because the target can only take it once per turn. Meaning if I'm hitting multiple things, exactly. I can dish out multiple D4s. Exactly. Love it. That's great. It It's just flat out good. Yes. I agree. If I Especially because, you know what, let's be real. I'm a ranger. I'm going to two-up and fight here, please. I can get multiple, multiple D4s of extra damage in here. Mm-hmm. And it's psychic damage, right? Yeah. Psychic damage. So it's going to do it. people resistance that. Yeah. It's going to do the damage. Even if it's one, it's okay. It's one, but still one, still something. Yes. And again, it goes up to a D six at level eleven. So I think that's because it's, its uniqueness is good. Mm-hmm. They also get a level three Fey Wanderer magic, which is additional spells. I love that a ranger can get Misty Step. And to that's kind of scary. Yeah. Level. Th- oh my god, it's scary. Level a ranger with Misty Step is scary. Level thirteen Dimension Door. I I agree. Fifth level, they get Misty Step. Uh, each spell counts as a ranger spell. It doesn't count against the number of ranger spells you know. So you you have to spend a slot to cast it? Yeah, right? You it just get it as a spell. It doesn't count yeah. against your known spells. Okay. So yeah. Misty Step is good. Especially Until when you the, like... We'll get to the later on when they don't have to expend a spell slot, but that's you, Oh, God, I'm so confused by that. Um, you also possess a pre-natural blessing from a fey ally, and you get a random thing. Mm-hmm. This feels awfully lot like a stupid mask do that a monk gets. Do you gets. not want a random thing, sir? I don't understand why this is a but class ability. See, now these are way more fun, though. I like you get some butterflies around you, huh? You get to smell like flowers, huh? Or cinnamon. They, they or your are, shadow. I love the one. Your shadow dances when nobody's looking. They at are it. more supernatural. Yeah, so they're it's not just fun. a dumb mask. If I got horns, I'd be very sad and mad and angry. This, yeah, five and six don't are stupid. Yes. Because your skin and hair change color to match the season each on. The season is the same for several months. That that one I don't mind. The horns, I wouldn't. Uh, if you gave me horns, I'd be mad. Uh, people want antlers. I just don't understand why this is a listed in the subclass ability. Like, because it well, this one, the other, the mask. I agree. This one, I don't mind as much. It's just, it just is a sign of your fayness. I guess it just feels it feels weird to include it. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't mind that one. It's flavor. And normally the flavor isn't like at level three, you get flavor, you know? That that I agree with, but. Uh, okay, also at level three. So just to point out real fast before we get into this, three third level abilities that you just get. That's awesome. Uh, That's really good. You two. The second one is not. You get dreadful strikes, magic, oh, yeah, and sorry. glamour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, which gives you, the last one, otherworldly glamour, gives you. Wisdom bonus on your charisma checks. Which is, in my opinion, a very powerful RP ability. Because it, it, it doesn't say how many a set number of times. You get it every time you make a charisma check. And you, in addition, you gain proficiency in one of the, the big three, Deception, Performance, yeah. Persuasion. So I think that's, from an RP perspective, 
incredibly powerful. Especially because you're probably not very charismatic. Probably not. So this replace essentially replaces charisma with wisdom. But all of you Elven Rangers out there that put some stats into uh, into charisma instead of intelligence, it's paying off. Now. Well, you sheep people who do whatever you want with your ability scores. <laughs> so right here, we'll get into the rest of this. But honestly, right here, I am stopping my progression in this, and I'm moving to Rogue after this. Level three, Fey Wanderer, X level Rogue. That's my cutoff. Because right at level seven, you get advantage I don't, on saving I don't, against... I don't understand this. I don't get level seven. I don't. It's... Please explain it to me. Well, your advantage against Charmed or Frightened. Yeah, easy. That it's I Because Fey do Charming and Frightening. So, like, you're, you're blocked against Fey Wild Magic. Yes. In addition, whenever a creature you can see within 120 feet succeeds mm -hmm. on a saving throw against being Charmed or Frightened, you can redirect that to anybody else. Yes. And then cho and choose to charm or frighten them for a minute. Yeah, so okay. So creature A hits ally A with this charm ability. Ally A makes the save. I then redirect it that that same charmed or frightened ability to another creature, but it's now me that's charming or frightening them? Correct, and I can choose if they hit me with a charm, I can redirect it and change it to frightened. I, I hate this ability. It is, I wrote again, it is unique. I hate it. Have, the advantage I, is good. The first part yeah, is well, good. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And but the, I don't think I could ever figure out how to use the other one properly. I think the flavor of it is very cool, of like deflecting charm or fear. It has a proper name, Beguiling Twist. Uh, But, you know, obviously it doesn't work if like a dragon lands and tries to scare <laughs> everybody. Um, because I'm pretty sure dragons are immune to the frightened condition. Uh huh. Uh huh. Most creatures that hit you with this are probably immune to a certain condition like charm or uh -huh. fear. Yep. So this is pretty um, pretty useless. First yeah. part's good. First part's good. Level eleven. You know, summon Fey. Yeah, you summon Fey. Second part of this is the good part, though. But the problem is, you only get summon Fey. It's not a good spell, even if you don't concentrate on it. But yeah, I I think that's just a fun ability then. Yeah. Gives you this is a one minute animal companion. <laughs> Pretty weak level but it's a ability. It's fine. Their level fifteen ability though. I don't understand level fifteen's ability. You can misty step without expending a spell slot, and you can take someone with you. But you can only do the misty step without expending the spell slot a number of times equal to your wisdom modifier. Yes. And then you start spending spell slots. But it's already on, it's already it's already a spell I know. Yeah. But now you don't see you spell slots. Okay. And you can take someone with you. But it's not it's not a great 15th level ability. No, it's not. But it could literally save a life at Which some point. Which it is also good though because even your misty steps that you regular cast now can also bring people with you. Yes. So it's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Swarmkeeper. Like I said, Level three ranger, X rogue. That's what I'm building. Okay. What about a swarm keeper? Okay, this is just weird. Yeah. Like th this, this, this subclass is just weird. Yeah. You are bonded to intangible nature spirits. Those could be insects, twig blights, birds, pixies, etc. Uh huh. They are a cloud around you all the time. They are always present until you die. They don't necessarily, they, the number is kind of variable, but yeah, they're always there. 
It's got to make sleeping weird, right? No, because they're not real. Yeah, they are. Uh, the um, the first ability is great. Level three, level three, yeah. level three. Once in each of your turns, you can cause a swarm to assist you. Immediately mm-hmm. after you hit with an attack, you could do an additional D6. Mm-hmm. You could push them. May, if the, unless they make a strength saving throw. Or they can move you five feet. Yes. I think that's great. It's potentially super helpful to keep a ranged ranger away from enemies. Yeah, I think this is actually super cool because... Um, Still creepy. You are moved by the swarm five feet horizontally in a direction of your choice, not up or down. If another force, I think, moves you, does not provoke attacks of opportunity. Accurate. So I can... Or you can make them push back 15 feet either way. Yeah, good. but that's a saving throw. They can just move by feet. Yeah. I well, think it's just not a lot of people have strength saves as a thing. So Wonderful third level ability. Yeah, it's good. It's very good. Also, you learn the mage hand cantrip if you don't already know it. I don't get that. You know what I don't understand? Uh, you also get additional Swarmkeeper spells. Mage Hand is listed on the table. Uh-huh. Why did they Ed. put it twice? I don't know. I don't know. Just from an editing perspective, why is it on here? Why You learned the Mage Chip Cantrip, if you already know it. When you cast it, it's the hand takes the form of your Swarming Nature Spirits. Then there's two more sentences. Then there's the table that also lists Mage Hand. Yeah. I don't get it. The Swarm spells are fine. The but... spells are fine. Fairy fire, mage hand, web, gaseous form, arcane eye, insect plague. I didn't get arcane eye, but whatever. It's because your spirits can go look at shit. I'm not arguing. It's yeah. Fine. Rising tide, level seven. You can fly because your spirits. So, so I think this is a helpful ability to help you get to good positions on a battlefield, but you're not doing a lot with the ten foot flying speed for a minute. You're no, not it, covering this is baby track. fly. This is explicitly combat fly to get up. Exactly. This is not outside of combat flying. Accurate. So I think this is fine. Yep. They didn't want to give the ranger the ability to fly, but they wanted them to feel It's a good vertical. seventh level ability. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Seventh level, this is actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, number of times equal to proficiency bonus, finish a long rest. Level 11 increases, increases all the abilities from level 3. Yeah. More damage. Your, swar- your swarm's better. You can knock somebody prone, or it gives you half cover, which is plus 2 to your AC. Yes, a- after you get moved back five feet. So, again, right. helpful. So, I helpful. escape five feet. I get plus two to yeah. my AC. I run away. I think that's really good. I think yeah. that's a great level 11 upgrade. Agreed. Now, um, level 15 is where it comes in because you can... I think this is an amazing ability. I think it is very helpful. I think this is actually really very good. At level yes. 15, your proficiency bonus is five. Mm-hmm. So, whenever you take damage, not whenever you hit, whenever you take damage... Yes. You can use your reaction to disperse into your swarm. You take half damage because you have mm-hmm. resistance to the damage. Mm-hmm. And you teleport 30 feet. Yep. And you can use it number of time equal to proficiency bonus. It's five times. And it's a reaction, so you can only do it once around. Right. Just yeah. Still. It's very good. Very, very good. good. Yeah. Right? Once a turn, you're getting half damage and you can run away. Mm-hmm. I think this I think this is a 15th level ability. Absolutely. Completely agree with that. Right? This might have been a little underwhelming in the middle there, but this is great. So, this class is... I think it's a good subclass. I agree. I think um, it feels more of a druid than a ranger, but I think it's good. I think it's very good. Um, My issue with it is, it's fucking creepy, and I like it. I love it. I love the creepiness of it. 
Like, like I, I would not be in an adventuring party with somebody literally covered in bugs all the time. You can be your edgelord fire druid. I'll be my... I will incinerate your swarm. They're not real. You can't do it. Uh, all right, I we incinerate you. We gotta take a break, but we did want to. I just want to mention that the, there's also a Beastmaster companions that replace the Ranger companion feature for the Beastmaster. They are just slightly better. Yeah, exactly. Um, I like that. Just slightly better. I like that they give one that can swim and one that can fly. That's all it is. Is you can swap them out on a on a long rest. Um, for land, sea, sky, mm-hmm. and they're just just a little bit better than the regular animal companion. So exactly, still exactly. not worth it. By the way, to nope, be a beastmaster, still trash. So don't be a beastmaster. Um, okay, we that went a little long. We'll take a break and we will come back and we will talk about the only class that matters. We'll be right back. <laughs> I was about to get into it in the break. Yes, he was. Um, I do. I have it aside um, from last week. Oh, go ahead. I wanted to shit that I went to talk yes. about last week, actually. And this go is just something away. that didn't really occur to me, but it occurred to somebody on the Twitter that I responded to. Okay. Looking at an artificer. Artificer. Uh, their spell class, the spell casting feature, right? Oh. Well, now I'm going to, I can go open the book and go back to. All right, good. Keep talking. I'm listening. Um, you spell cast through your tools. Yeah. You produce your artificer spells through your tools. You yep. must have a spell casting focus, specifically thieves tools or some kind of artisan tools in hand when you cast any spell with this spell casting feature. Yeah. Parentheses, meaning the spell has an M component when you cast it, end parentheses. Mm-hmm. That means every spell you cast that maybe didn't have material component before now has a material component. Uh, in hand, when you cast any spell with this spell, cast for meaning the spell. No, no. I think what it's saying is that when you're to use, so it's same with any other focus. If it has an M, you have to have these tools to use it. I don't think it reads like that. That's how it reads to me. Remove the parentheticals. Remove the the inter. It's inter- in, it's in the tools required section of spell casting. Yes, just re- remove the uh, the interruptions and the parentheticals. You must have a spell casting focus in hand when you cast any spell with this spell casting feature. Yeah, that makes sense. You produce your artificial spell effects through your tools. You must have a spell casting focus in hand when you cast any spell with a spell casting feature. It doesn't say it, so. It doesn't mention material components at all. That's a parenthetical, right? So that means any spell I cast, even if it doesn't have a material component, I have to have tools in hand to do it. No, that's not what I'm reading at all. That's what it says. That's not what I'm reading at all. You must have a spellcasting focus in hand when you cast any spell with the spellcasting feature, which is casting spells. That's that's not how I'm reading it. I don't see how you can read it any other way. Because I don't need... No spellcasting class needs any focus for anything that's just verbal and semantic. That's why. This is what it's easy. That's that's basic fucking D&D. I know, but this is saying otherwise. Well, it's a fucking typo. Read past it. Don't be a dick about it. I'm not being a dick. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading the text. I tweeted at Jeremy Crawford. He didn't get back to me. You produce your artificer spell effects no, that, through that, your tools. That's, that's, that's a nitpicky bullshit little thing. Somebody else brought it up. I just responded. Anyways, okay. let's move on to the only class that matters in the entire game of Dungeons & Dragons. And that's the rogue. 
You want to know how I know the Rogue is the best class? You know the same way that I know. Because they only have a single optional class feature. One. They did it right the first time. They didn't need to fix it 20 fucking times. One. Steady aim. And they didn't even need this. it's so good. Didn't even need it. It's so good. It's so good. But they didn't need it. No, they didn't. They just they had to give them something. As a bonus action, you give yourself advantage on your next attack roll on the current turn. You can use this bonus action only if you have not moved, and after you do so, cannot move anymore. Yes, yeah, so as long as you're sitting still, you got advantage. So basically, they said, here's just another way to sneak attack. Yep. So there's no reason a rogue shouldn't have sneak attack unless they have actively have disadvantage at this point. Pretty much. But, again, they did not need this. You were already getting sneak attack 99% of the time. Yeah, you were already so good. So this, this they could have said optional class features, none. And it would have been fine. Yep, because rogues are so good. They just they put this in here so rogues didn't feel bad, right? No rogue ever feels bad. Right. Rogues are professionals. They don't need this shit. They don't. So we don't even have to talk about it because they don't have any martial bullshit Nothing. or any other bullshit. No, they don't even have expertise versatility. Oh, I, I come do on! I say that the Drow Rogue picture on D and D Beyond is the it's it's not good. It's terrible. I know we did a whole episode on art. Like, what are these fucking mushrooms this dude's firing out what of? What is he looking at? What's the perspective on this? I don't. Um, I don't like it. Sorry, whoever illustrated this, it is uh, not great. I'm sure they don't listen to our show. No, but this is not great. All right, so let's just jump into the archetypes, starting with the Phantom. I think the Phantom's great. I think it's uh, a very thematically focused subclass, and I love that. This it is the emo to, kid. It sticks to what it does. Even the picture of it in D&D Beyond is the emo kid. Yep, for sure. So um, you walk the fine line between life and death. <laughs> the only thing I hate is the first ability. Starting at level three. When you finish a short or long rest. You can choose one skill or tool proficiency that you lack and gain it because a ghost is helping you. Yes. What do you mean? It's so funny. I would make a PC work so hard to get this. They'd have to say who they killed and to give them this ability. And there would definitely be like hauntings. Like they would be haunted if they used the ability. Now, that's not, it's not saying that it's someone you killed. I'm not, I'm not saying it is. I'm saying I would do that. But like some other ghost, maybe you just encountered a ghost somewhere Fuck and made friends that, with that. That's so stupid. Okay, okay. You know the movie Ghost? You know the movie Casper? Yeah, it's With stupid. Patrick Swayze? Yes. And he, he helps her make ceramics? Okay, she was a fine potter before he ever nope, showed up. he okay? was helping. That's what this is. Now, if you said Ghost gave you the help action, that would be different. That would be sick as fuck. That's, too, that's OP, that. man. No, well, this this is great. I love this. I think it's so eh. funny. All right, whatever. Fine. Also, third level. Well, wait. We've been wait, wait, wait. We've been slap talking and just beating the shit out of the fact that people can just change out whatever they want to change out. We find a rogue subclass that does that exact thing, and no, you're fine with it. That's not the same. Oh my god! It's because you're not just because it's just because it's flavored differently doesn't mean it's not the same thing. It is. A subclass ability, right? So it's oh taking up a slot. God. That that is the, okay. that's the cost benefit. It's instead of having some other ability, you have this, right? It's yeah, not yeah, a yeah. skill that you trained in. Uh-huh. It's a actual class ability assisting you to do a thing. Okay, so from now on, as long as say a ghost gave it to me, it's okay. Okay. No, if your class features say a ghost gave it to you, then yeah. 
<laughs> if you're correct, if I had copy pasted this up to the optional class features so every rogue got it, I'm like that's fucking stupid. But because I had to specialize to get this, right? Mm-hmm. I had to do it. what you're asking for. I had to specialize in order to do this. This makes more sense. Okay. That's what you've been arguing the whole time is specialization should come at a cost. I've specialized. I am not getting some no, other class this, ability. That, this isn't specializing. This is literally just getting whatever skill or proficiency you want. Whenever you want, once for us. Not yeah, well, not whenever. Whenever you whenever you Yeah. But you can't know when you wake up what you're gonna need. Exactly. And you can just suddenly get it. I hate that. Hold on. Hold on. I'm pulling up okay. something else. Okay. Let's go to I love the rest of this class. I love the rest of this class. I think it's fucking sweet. Let's go to So let's say hypothetically. Go ahead. I'm a third level rogue who chooses to go as a thief. Yep. Starting at third level, I can use the bonus action to earn my cunning action to make a dex check using my thieves tools or take the use object action. Okay. As a bonus action, right? Yeah. And at third level, I gain the ability to climb faster than normal. No longer costs me extra movement. You want to make a running jump, I can jump farther. Okay. Right? So third level ghost rogue here, I get the ghost skill and the other one we haven't talked about. It comes at a cost. That's my point. It's not just okay. willy-nilly everybody else can swap things out. This comes at a cost in that I don't get some other ability. Okay. That's why I'm accepting it. Sure. Whales from the Grave. Third love level phantom feature. Fucking love it. As you nudge someone closer to death. Uh, yes. When you sneak attack, after you successfully sneak attack someone, you can half sneak attack damage somebody else. Yep. Fucking love it. Amazing. So much power. Um, a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus long rest, right? And the, the half sneak attack damage is psychic damage, so, which so is very helpful. Twice a day, I can stab you for sneak attack damage, and then no save, no check, no nothing. Yeah. Half that damage, roll half the dice, right? So it's not actually half the mm-hmm. damage, to a second creature within 30. If feet. I'm in a fight... With the somebody that's damage. really fucking hard to hit, and I've got another like spellcaster or something that's aiding him. I'm shooting the spellcaster and I'm just giving him this extra damage. Correct. It's beautiful. You stab the minions and do the damage to the big bad. Yep. Amazing. Amazing. Level three ability. So you're only doing the extra one d6 at first to the guy, but still awesome. It'll get better. All right, level nine. Tokens of the departed. Love it. When a life ends within 30 feet of you, you get a tiny trinket in the form of the trinket table trinket. In your hand. Right. You can have a maximum equal to your proficiency bonus. So level nine, that is four. Four. Um, You can use these in the following ways. When it's on your person, you have an advantage on death saving throws and con saves. Advantage on death saves. When you sneak attack, you can destroy a trinket and immediately use the whales from the grave feature without expending a use of that feature. So that's the half dice. Yep. Or as an action, you can crush one of the trinkets no matter where it's located on anywhere. And you can ask the spirit associated with the trinket one question as per the Speak with the Dead spell. That's fine. That's fine. But like those first two effects are so good. Tell me if I'm wrong, and I might be, but I don't see anywhere where it says how how many trinkets I can get per day, right? It's a reaction to do it. Yeah. You can only ever have four. Yeah, but it doesn't say that I can only 
like use an ability once per day or twice per day or I can only get so many trinkets per day. No. My thought is I'm just blowing these on whales from the grave, and every time I kill someone, I'm getting another one for and getting a free use of whales Correct. from the grave. If you're attacking little guys, I'm crushing oh. through trinkets, dude. Oh my god. This is so good. Oh. This is so Th- good. I this class with the wildfire druid, where one's just making flames and the other one's making trinkets, uh it's fucking. So you great. always obviously keep one on you. So you yeah. have the advantage on death saving throws and con saves. You always keep Until- one. Right? Unless you think it's like the last fight of the day. Now, I'd like to say the soul in that first trinket is obviously the ghost who's giving you skills. <laughs> <laughs> so you're keeping that one. I killed this guy. He taught me about something. Uh, but yeah, you're just you're just smashing trinkets to do whales from the grave damage. Yeah. Oh, my God. Without expending so the great. use of the feature. So you can do it so many times. So many times. Unlimited times. In theory, unlimited times. I have a strong feeling there will be an errata to this, limiting the number of times per day you can do that. I ability. think it's so good. 13th it's level. It's too good right now. Eh, 13th level, ghost walk. Um, you can become a ghost, giving you a flying speed of 10. You can hover. Attack rolls against you have disadvantage, and you can move through shit for 10 minutes. Yeah. You can't hurt anything as a ghost, right? You don't get, you, you can't attack or anything, right? Uh, so let's see. It says you phase partially into the realm of the dead, so this doesn't strike me as if you can't attack. You assume a spectral form. What are your spectral? But what's your? How is your spectral form? If you can phase through things, how is your hand pulling a bow? If things can hit me, why can't I hit them? Same reason you can normally hit ghosts, but they don't carry weapons. Yeah, they carry ghostly weapons. Yeah. So, okay. So do I have ghostly weapons then? I guess rules as written. Rules is written. It doesn't say anything that you. It doesn't say you can't. Rules is intended. I think rules is intended. Is you can still attack. I don't know about that. I I I don't think I would let somebody attack. This feels like a, I need to get away from the situation kind of thing. Not a I need to go fuck something up kind of deal. Okay, so, we're, we're interpreting this differently. I'm gonna otherwise, have to tweet my friend otherwise, Jeremy Crow. Okay, so otherwise I'm a ghost for ten minutes and can just fuck something up. And attack rolls against you have disadvantage. Yeah. Yeah. No. For ten no, minutes. I would. I would not allow that. I think it's in my game. Uh, okay. All right. I'll. I'll. I'll ask some people. Well, give us some feedback on that one, people. And the last ability for this is Death's Friend, level seventeen. Uh, that first bullet point is so fucking unbelievably powerful. When you use your whales from the grave, you can deal necrotic damage to both the first and the second creature. Oh so your God. sneak attack increases by half. Yep. And you can still hit the other guy for half. And again, so at level you're... 17, your sneak attack is nine. Yeah. Nine. So suddenly, if I'm expending a Whales from the Grave feature, my sneak <laughs> attack is 13 D6s. Plus four to the other guy. And four. So I've done 17 D6s of damage on a sneak attack. Without even including my weapon damage. Now, and if you make it all Love the way it. to level 20 with 10, suddenly I'm doing 20. Oh, my God. And at so the end good. of the long rest, a soul trinket appears in your hand, even if you don't have any. It just boop. So, oh, so, hey, buddy. So right at the end of the day, I can crush that last one I was using to save for con saves and stuff. Use it. End of the long rest, I get a new one. You are my squishy. I shall call you shall squishy. I I think the Phantom is top tier rogue. Absolutely, up agree. there with Assassin as amazing. See, and I think this one has better mid-level abilities than the assassin does yes 
So I'd actually put this one above the assassin. It's it's so good. It's very good, especially you know. And we're not even sure on the ghost walk, right? If that if the ruling is you can attack with that, that I mean that's just godly, right? That's honestly godly. Especially because uh, you can stay in this form for ten minutes to use this feature again. You must finish a long rest or destroy a soul trinket, which I'm making a million times anyways. So I could be in ghost form all the time. Yeah. Before the steady aim optional class feature came into existence, I always said inquisitive rogues were the best because they're the only ones that can really guarantee you the sneak attack, damage. sneak attack yeah. damage. But now that anyone can, I think the phantom might be above them. This, it's I don't know. This might be our next rogue. Uh, bang donger it's, or bam donger is bam donger the phantom rogue. <laughs> All right, uh, we have a, we only have a couple minutes here to talk about the soul knife. Good, because I don't want to spend too much time talking about it. I don't really care. Honestly, so we talked about the Sonic Fighter. This guy gets the exact same thing. He gets Sonic Dice, two times proficiency bonus. They level up with him, and he uses them to do stupid things. I, I just do not want to talk about it. So, like, actively. okay, I'm just going to go through it real fast. Okay. They, you, at level three, you get Cybolster Knack. You can add Sonic Dice to a failed skill check to maybe succeed. Cool. Wait, okay, I do have a thing about that. Go ahead. <clears throat> You expend the die only if the roll succeeds. Yes. What the fuck? Well, I mean, the Eloquence Bard gets the things if people succeed only, so it's not uncalled for or unheard of, I mean, uh, that uh, you don't spend the die if you don't succeed. It's like the skill crane. You know, you got to win. Carry on. Yeah, it's silly. Um, I do like the Psychic Whispers. I like the Telepathic Bond for a number of hours equal to your die roll. I think that's fun. That that's it. Kind of makes my tenth level bard that took an additional magical secret to get Roy's telepathic bond for a literal hour only. Um, but cool. Um, <laughs> I do the psychic blades are very good. I, I I can't say anything bad about them. The idea of a rogue never having to buy a magic weapon and it leaves no mark on the target. Leaves no mark. Does the same damage as uh, a short sword. It's even better than a dagger. It does a D6 as opposed to a D4. Um, and when you use it, you get a bonus action attack in case you fucked up your first attack. Yep. Provided your other hand is free. So that's great. Uh, later on, Soul Blades, you get to add Sonic Die to a missed attack, potentially hitting. So it's just like the skill check, but with an attack. And you can um, teleport. So this is just like for those critters out there. It's just like Whisper from the first campaign. It's exactly. You like can that. throw your dagger and teleport to wherever it is. Also known as bamfing. Bamfing, yes. Yeah, you bamf over to it. Uh, the psychic veil, you get invisibility as the second level spell once per long rest or by expending a sonic die. That's cool. Yeah, that's a great 13 level ability for, for a rogue. For a rogue, that's yeah. incredible. Uh, rend mine, I think, is is. Uh, it's really powerful. When you deal sneak attack damage, you can force a creature to make a wisdom saving throw or be stunned for a minute. Which is, this DC is your dex mod. Yeah. Which is going to be good. Yeah, at that level, you know, the DC for that save is probably going to be close to like 17, 18. So 8 plus 6 plus probably 4. Yeah. Right? So 18. Yeah, 17, 18 is a guarantee on that one. And a stunned target to remind everybody, incapacitated. Yeah, so Free fucking advantage in crits for days. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage. Incapacitated creature can't do anything. So yeah. I can just walk up to you and stab you over and over again. Yeah. They get to make the save every round, but if they didn't make it the first time, 
Probably not going to make it the next time. Yes. We have to expend three psionic energy dice to use it again. Oh, no. At that point, I've got 12. Yeah, so I think Red Mind is pretty good, but the obviously the downside is... I mean, the downside is very little. The if it's just the downside is if it's just you, you know, your sneak attacks aren't gonna right. Uh, yes, exactly. A lot, but if you have allies nearby, they're all beating the shit out of this guy. The soul knife is very dependent on having people around yes. or using that psychic availability to right. get that one quick sneak attack in. Yeah, I, this is a mid-tier rogue subclass. I just don't like psionics. Better than the thief. That's all I can say about it. Yeah, it's fine. The thief sucks, anyways. Uh, so, yeah, this is this is fine. If you want to be a psionic, be a psionic rogue. This is I this is better yeah. than the fighter. Exactly. I prefer this psionic over the psionic fighter. 100%. I hate that halfling soul knife illustration. <laughs> Why is you his don't head like so him? big? What? <laughs> Look at the size of his head. It's huge. That's all halflings, baby. That's just no halflings are proportional. Nope. Gnomes nope, have heads. big heads. Nope. They took the big head mod. It is what it is. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> all right. I know we break we we kind of raced through that last one, but who cares? Yeah, who gives a okay. shit? Okay, Merry Christmas, it's everybody. Sonics are good. Enjoy them, whatever. Sonics are fine. Um, is Christmas Eve? Ding, Christ, we're done. Ding, Christ, we're done. Um, <laughs> holy crap! Here comes Jesus, and he doesn't look too happy. He does not. Uh, we will not be here next week. Pay attention to our Twitter for updates, because you know holidays. Happy holidays! Exactly. Uh, the best Christmas song is the Christmas song by Nat King Cole. Oh. That's just a fact. Okay. Make sure to subscribe and rate the show wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at RWD Podcast. Feel free to, <laughs> feel free to send us topics at rwdpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, happy holidays, everybody. Till next time. Bye.